When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The great man, AC. Andrew Capel, welcome to Sports ASA. Bonds, good afternoon, mate. How are you? Uh, very well. Um, mate, uh, I just want to ask you straight off the bat, do you think this year's draft pool of SA kids is better than last season's? Uh, no, it's not one of the greatest pools of SA kids this year. This time last year, we thought the 2023 pool was really strong, but a couple of the players that are still probably going to get drafted, a couple of them didn't have great years at, um, at Sample or underage level. So their stocks have just dropped a little bit. So I'd expect we would still get 10 to possibly 12 players picked up over the three days of the draft, obviously, tonight with the first round, uh, tomorrow night with the rest of the national draft, and then on Wednesday afternoon with, with the rookie draft. But... It's not one of SA's strongest years, that's for sure. So, Andrew Mens here. Great to chat to you about the draft tonight. Um, so, in hearing that, does that mean that Will McCabe to Hawthorne at 18 will be the first, more than likely, the first South Australian off the board? Yeah, I would have thought so, mate. Um, obviously, a key defender, uh, son of Luke McCabe, the, the former Hawthorne player who played over 100 games for the Hawks and also won, won premierships at, at Central District, of course, you'd imagine he would be the first player taken from SA in that mid-teen range. Um, Adelaide might possibly have a look at him and, and it might be up to Hawthorne to match a bid there. Um, the other player who's come with a bullet, as you guys would know, is, is South Adelaide Ruckman, Taylor Goad. Did a, a yarn on him early in the year. He wasn't playing Sanford footy this time last year. He was just playing at Westminster College, a basketball background, and Goad's had an outstanding year for South Adelaide. He will be one of the first Ruckman taken, a 206-centimetre giant, um, really athletic, runs a sub-three-second, 20-metre uh, sprint. Uh, Adelaide's looking strongly at him with their second and third pick. Um, where he falls will depend on whether Adelaide think North Melbourne might jump ahead of them in, in the pool and take him. So he, he's probably the second player that will go from SA, I reckon. So then, in, in hearing that, with the Crows having picked 10, 14 and 20, it is more than likely that the Crows will pick three players from outside of South Australia with their first round or range of picks this year. I reckon Adelaide would take Goad if he's there Ooh, with their third pick. Huge. Um, you know, given the fact that Riley O'Brien is, is the standout ruckman, Adelaide, he's 28, Kieran Strawn, you know, leads the ruck in the sample. He's also the same age. And you've got Roddy Philthorpe, who obviously he can ruck, but I think we all believe there'll be a better key forward long-term and the Crows are better off using him there. Um, so they do need a young developing ruckman. I think they need to get Goad. Um, if not him, they need to get another another ruckman. They'd love, Adelaide would love Goad to be available with their third selection, but there's some questions over whether North Melbourne have a, a heap of picks um, inside the first 23, whether they might let, you know jump ahead of Adelaide and take him there, which might, if Adelaide believes that, they might use their second pick on him. But at this stage, you would imagine they would take him with their third pick. And with all the academy uh, selections 
um, and compensatory draft picks. At, at this stage, it looks like Adelaide might slip at pick 27 for Goad. Okay. What... AC, what what do you think? Is there a diamond in the rough from South Australia? One that sort of stands out uh, that you've had an eye on. Maybe you think they might get picked up late in the draft, but might turn into a very good player. Yeah, interesting one, Bonds. I mean, I'll use this guy as a diamond in a rough, even though this time last year we were thinking he might be a top five selection. Ashton Moyer from Glenelg, a gun forward. Wrote a yarn earlier in the year about his ability to kick equally well with both left and right foot. I guess Menz is pretty good at that in his heyday as well. But Moyer has so much talent, a medium 188 centimetre forward. Um, he didn't have a great year. Uh, had, had a hip injury which sort of held him back and ended his season early. Also a bit of illness in there. So the latest draft whisper is that Carlton might take him at pick 29. Adelaide would have to seriously consider him at pick 27 as well. As part of the AFL Academy, he trained with the Crows for a week early in the end. They loved what he did. He would, as I said, this time last year, we're thinking definite top 10, possible top five. And right now he's in that 25 to 35 range. He has a massive upside. He's such a talent. The club can get him in that area. He would be that diamond in the rough, I reckon. So we've just mentioned and we talked about a few picks potentially from uh, South Australia and also the Crows. Uh, are the Power and Jason Cripps, are they even going to the draft tonight? <laughs> Not tonight. Well, no, yeah. not tonight. Tomorrow they will, um, given the fact that their first pick is, I think, at this stage, 69. It is. As you know, boys, they traded they traded away all their picks pretty much uh, to bring pay, play, key players in in the trade period because they believe they're close to a premiership, which is fair enough. They certainly are in that flag window right now. So they've gone all in on next year um, and just kept a couple of late picks so they can possibly add some you know, bottom-end talent. So they'll, 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 you know, they'll pick late tomorrow night and, and possibly a rookie on Wednesday, but they'll sit tonight out. So it's the least exciting draft for Port Adelaide for a long period of time. But as we know, they have brought some, some senior players in to build their list up for next year. So then on that... So it's all about the Crows, really, tonight. It really is. So then on that, how many players are we expecting to see selected across this week? Because it, it ranges from year to year, and by the time Port picks... Mm. Are we going to see teams passing, or is it they're going to be clearly 60-plus this year? No, mate, I reckon there's going to be some passes. Mm. Uh, it's not the strongest national draft we've ever seen. The latest word is it'll be 55 to 60 players picked over the, over the next two nights. And then, of course, you've got your rookies and a couple of pre-season uh, draft selections on Wednesday afternoon. So, yeah, the, 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 this draft, the top 15, you've probably got the top... Seven or eight really stand out. Then you've got a, a group of players, uh, six or seven leading up to about pick 15. Um, then she evens out, evens right out uh, for the next 20 or so picks. Um, and of course, you know, the academy selections and compensatory pick tonight uh, mean that the first round will probably go out to, to pick 29 rather than just pick 22. And expect Carlton to have a pick at 29 tonight, which will round out the first round. And West Coast start again tomorrow at pick 30. Um, but it's yeah, certainly not the strongest draft. Uh, the, the top six picks seem to be set in stone a little bit. Then it changes when you get to pick pick eight with um, or pick seven with Greater Western Sydney. A lot of clubs are trying to get that selection. So that's when the draft really becomes interesting, I think. The other part, of course, is whether West Coast sticks true to its draft order and takes the great Hardy Reid at pick one or whether they 
they do a late trade to pick up multiple selections, but they've got plenty of those already with the AFL handing them into first-round picks this year. So I'd imagine that Reid will end up with the Eagles. So I wanted to ask you about the top of the draft order tonight. We don't expect any surprises. We expect that uh, if it's not the Eagles, Harley Reid will still go at number one. Who goes at number yep. two, though, in your opinion? Because there's a lot of chat about Jed Walter, Colby McKercher has come into it. Is that one a pretty obvious one, or are we sort of maybe likely to have to wait to see where that falls? Yeah, as you know, Jed Walter will be a high pick, but he's a Gold Coast Academy player. So North Melbourne will probably bid on him, yep. force the Suns hand early. I think North Melbourne with picks, with their top two picks, two and three, will end up with Kobe McKercher from from Tassie, and also um, Zane Dersma, mm. brother of Xavier Dersma, now obviously being traded from Port Adelaide to Essendon. They're, they're the two standout players. Hawthorne, you imagine, will go for possibly Nick Watson, a small small forward. Um, you know, Riley Sanders has been linked to the Bulldogs at six. And it gets interesting, Melbourne um, and Greater Western Sydney, as I said, their picks up for grabs. There's some talk that the West Coast has put their future first round draft pick up for grabs as well in a possible bid to get Daniel Curtin, Ooh. the local boy who is seemingly dropping down the draft. Adelaide is said to be interested in, in that future pick. So obviously there's still a fair bit to play out in the next couple of hours. So you expect Walter... Yeah. They certainly need a key defender. Without a doubt. A young ruckman, and they need a strong-bodied midfielder as well, I would have thought, with those three picks. Mm, so watch out for Daniel Curtin there around that 10th pick. Uh, and so you expect Walter to go at two. You expect North Melbourne to put the bid in at least, and then Gold Coast to uh, then claim him. Yeah, I reckon Walter might go at pick two. I reckon North Melbourne will take one of those players at two, yep. and they'll bid on, on Walter, um, and then they'll probably end up with Jersey, I would have yep. thought. Hey, C, I just want to ask you before we let you go, uh, your thoughts with Port and the Crows looking like they're going to move away from the Sandful and join the VFL. What are your thoughts on on that situation and how that will affect the Sandful competition? It's a timely question, mate. I caught up with uh, Sandful CEO Darren Chandler for a long chat um, this morning about this subject and others for a yarn next week or so. But look... I've been saying for, for many years, I think the sample's a better competition with Port and Adelaide in it. Um, you get the TV rights, obviously, extra corporate commercial dollars as well. But there's no doubt, I haven't been overly excited with, with Port's, um, I guess, you know, strong push against the sample and, and some of the things they said about the state league competition in recent weeks to get out of it to move to an AFL Reserves Comp. Um, because I do rate the sample very, very highly. I think ultimately both clubs will move out and there will be an AFL National Reserves competition. It will be not a matter of, of, of if, it's, a, it's not of when, it's a matter of, of, sorry, not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, possibly 2028, but I've got no doubt the sample competition will continue to thrive. There's eight strong clubs there. It's got great support. Um, TV is locked in for a couple more years. The media coverage is strong. Um, they'll just have to learn to survive without and a lot of money. We know for the next three years there's already more money being invested in the salary cap, another $15,000 each for the next three years. There's milestone payments in, which will keep some experienced players in the game and already Matty Goldsworthy from um, the Eagles and Luke Thompson have re-signed for next year. As has Matty Snook at Glenelg. They're all approaching milestone matches. So I think long-term, the comp will be fine. 
it's certainly a wait-and-see situation with Port and Adelaide. Um, as I said, I believe they should stay in the comp. And we heard David Koch, the Port chairman, say that uh, their players will develop more in a national reserves comp. I'm not quite so sure about that. We've seen the expanded VFL with you know some of the games that uh, AFL clubs are playing there with a lot of top-up players. There's no way they are the standard of some of the sample games we see week in, week out. So I'm not sure it's the right decision. Then you've got the cost of travelling, um, taking top-up players on the road away from work for a few days and, and the financial uh, cost of hotel accommodation and flights as well. So I think it's a wrong decision, but I think it's probably inevitable as well. AC, really appreciate uh, that chat and uh, good to speak to you. We'll catch up soon. Anytime, gents.